So here it is, Christmas time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Unless you're you're like me and you deal with some seasonal depression, a little social anxiety thrown in with, you know, the pressure cooker of expectations and obligations, maybe a little financial pressure on top of all that. Boy, it just kind of leads to a maelstrom of emotions and disconnection. It's a recipe for disaster is what it is. And I've been there for a long time. So in this episode of The Eclectic Monk, I want to share with you just some practical ideas about beating the holiday blues. So stick around. This one might be important for you. So let's face it, Christmas can be a really difficult season to navigate. Um, I've always I've always related to Charlie Brown, you know, and the, the great Charlie Brown Christmas special where he says to Linus, I know I'm supposed to be happy, but I'm not. And I think for me, I've felt that way for a long, long time this time of year. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Chances are, if you don't deal with some holiday blues, you probably know someone, live with someone, or near someone who does. And so I'm hoping that by just being open and honest and talking about this at this time of year, that maybe it'll be an encouragement, maybe it'll help somebody. So what I have is... Just some good practical advice that I try to apply. My wife lovingly reminded me this morning that I'm not very good at these things myself. But doesn't mean it's not good advice. It just means that, especially when you're depressed, it's hard to follow. But here's some things that I think we can all do that would make things feel better and and make the the season more enjoyable, if not just something that we can endure a little better. First one is really simple. It's it's to go outside. You know, we need fresh air. We need exercise. We need to get out and take that walk. We think about it, right? We all sit in the house or we sit in our bedroom or in our office or in our car and we think, man, I should get outside. And then we don't because we just don't really feel like it, but we need to. And so even if it's just sitting on the patio, if it's just getting out into the fresh air, into the sunshine, if you're fortunate enough to have some, where I live right now, we're kind of in that gray, rainy, gross season, but occasionally the sun comes out. But we need to get out into the air. We need to connect with God and connect with nature. We need to go Walk in the woods if you can, or at the very least, walk down the sidewalk. And, you know, I always like this time of year to to walk at night, to go into town or into the neighborhoods and walk and and look at the Christmas lights and and enjoy that because it is beautiful. There's so much joy and so much neat stuff out there that we can connect with and enjoy, but we need to be intentional about it. And I guess that's, that's the secret to all of this is we have to make the decision to do it. And then 
actually go through with it. So get outside, walk, connect with God, see the world around us. We need to understand there's a bigger reality than this very closed-in place in our in our minds. And so by going outside, taking that walk, I really think it helps. Um, the next one, and, and this is probably the really the most important thing, and the hardest one, is to avoid isolation and indulgence. Now, when you're depressed, and I speak from a lifetime of experience, when you're depressed, your tendency is to close off and hide. When I get into that place, what I want to do is find a dark room and be left alone. I come out here to my greenhouse. I go into my bedroom. I just go anywhere because I don't want to be around people. I don't want to to interact with people. I really just want to, uh, if I'm being real honest, to kind of feed that depression. Because the real truth is, and if you're a depressive person, you you have to admit this. A depression on some level feels good. I know that sounds weird because it's it's hard and it hurts. But there's something about it that feels good to feed. And it feeds on itself and it can draw you down. And so we need to not close ourselves off. We need to avoid isolation. Now we need to avoid indulgence, right? Because the temptation, of course, is to self-medicate. <laughs> And, and by that, I mean more than just drugs and alcohol, although that's a big one. Uh, but for some people, it's food. You know, you, after you've eaten that second bag of chocolate, you know, uh, you might have a problem. Some people, it's shopping, you know, and especially in the world of online shopping. Gosh, it's so easy to go and find another thing and just push that button and it could be gaming. It could be, could be a variety of things. It's anything that we do that kind of pushes that endorphin button that makes us feel a little better for a minute. And we, we lose control with those things, right? Uh, I mean, again, for some of us, it's, it's, it's alcohol. It's easy to just, you know, have another drink. You don't want to do that. But it's easy to do. And, and when you do, whenever you overindulge in anything, whether it's, whether it's food or television or, or whatever it is, then you always feel guilty about it, right? I mean, you, you kind of wake up the next day and realize, wow, I just wasted yesterday and I, I overdid this and I did something I, I knew I shouldn't do. It wasn't good for me. And then that leads to guilt and remorse and regret, which only fuels the depression which only leads you to that temptation to overindulge again. It's a self-destructive pattern, and it's very, very easy to fall into and hard to crawl out of. Now, maybe you don't struggle with this at all, but you know someone who does. And here's just a little advice for you. That idea of going and confronting that person with their problem, you know, saying, hey, you're drinking too much. Hey, you're eating too much, you're spending too much, you're gaming too much, you're watching too much, you're sleeping too much, all these things, right? You, you think it's love and you just want to go and say, wake up, this is bad for you. And it is. But I can tell you, 
that really all you're doing is adding shame to the mix of guilt, remorse, and regret. Because the fact is, we know. We know it's self-destructive. We know it's overindulgence. We know it's giving in. We know it's not good. And being told, even by someone who loves you and cares, hey, what you're doing is not good, well, it really doesn't help. I know that seems weird, but it doesn't. It can make it, it can make it harder. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to help. And I think the way that you can help is someone who's depressed, we, we need healthy distractions, right? What we need is positive interaction. We need someone who loves us enough to say, hey, instead of you sitting by yourself today, why don't we go do something positive? Even if it's just, you know, getting together to cook a meal or, or watch a movie or do a puzzle or play a game or share some memories or listen to music or, or go for that walk, you know, go for a ride, go explore the antique mall, whatever it is, healthy, positive distraction is good. We need compassion and understanding and we need peace and quiet and connection. And so even though your your loved one or that person may be pushing you away, I would really encourage you to try another tactic rather than, hey, you're broken and you need help. Try, hey, let's do something fun. Let's do something positive. Let's do something that's going to keep you from being isolated that we're going to do together. It's going to build some great memories and it's going to help draw you out of that place. If you know somebody who's struggling, please be available. Be available, but don't be pushy. Because the more you push, the more people tend to run away. And it just feeds that thing. And if you're struggling, if you're struggling, you need to take those positive steps to allow yourself to be with safe people. And you know who's safe in your life and you know who's not. And avoid the people who aren't. But find that safe person and allow them to distract you, to help you, to draw you out, to give you opportunities to do things that are, that are good for you, good for your mind, good for your heart, good for your spirit, good for your body. That's an important step. And again, I give myself very good advice, Alice says, and I very rarely follow it. But it is important. It's important to know, hey, I'm slipping down the hole and I need to put on the brakes and find something more positive to do. The third thing, and this is really important, and I found this is probably the most in critical first step to crawling out of that holiday blue is to talk about it. Look, don't, don't suffer in silence because we, we live in a culture now that's very isolating. It's very easy to get trapped in the echo chamber and disconnect from real people and then struggle and nobody even knows because your Facebook post rarely says, man, I'm really dealing with depression today. I think I'm going to go overeat. I think I'm going to go drink too much. 
I think maybe I'll just sit in a dark room and feel sad. You're not saying that. And so people don't know. You need to talk about it. Again, find someone safe. Find a friend or a loved one or a pastor or a counselor. Find somebody that you can just say, honestly, hey, I'm struggling. And what I have found really is that when I say those words to somebody and and I say them to my wife or I say them to my children or I say them to my friends, I say, man, I'm having a, a rough emotional time right now. Just acknowledging that helps to propel me forward into a better place. And so talk about it. Don't suffer in silence. And of course, you can always talk to God. That's the wonderful power and privilege of prayer is that you're not alone. There is a God who who exists, who loves you, who cares about you, who wants to be there for you, who can help you. And you can cry out to him any time of the day or night. And I promise if you do, he'll help. Something else that I find that's really helped me is to channel those emotions into something creative or something helpful. For me, I'm an artistic person. You may have guessed that already. And so I, I channel those things into creativity. And I think we begin to find healing when we intentionally start giving, when we get out of ourselves and begin giving from ourselves, right? And so this internal struggle that we have, this and depression is an internal struggle. It's something that's going on inside of you, and we crawl into ourselves and disconnect and hide. By doing something, by intentionally forcing ourselves to do something, we can begin to overcome that. So I I like to write. I write poetry. I write music. I write songs. I draw. I paint. I record. Obviously, I'm doing this podcast. So I I find these creative outlets to be just that, that it it pushes me out of myself and and forces me to, to get out of my own way, if you will. And and it helps. It helps to do something positive. Now, you can volunteer at your church. I promise you, if you walked up to somebody and said, look, I need something to do. Just like Charlie Brown, you know, Lucy was right. You need involvement. Charlie Brown, you need involvement. You need to be involved in something that's bigger than yourself. If you go to the nursing home and spend some time talking with people, you know, Write those letters. Make that phone call. You know the one. The one that you've thought about for the last six months. I should call them and talk. Pick up the phone. Just make some positive steps to connect and to channel this emotion into something that is greater than yourself. Push it out. Use it as fuel. Because it is depression and anxiety are are, are strong emotions. And you can use that strong emotion as fuel to create, to do, to serve, to give. And as you do those things, as you push yourself out, you begin to climb out of that hole. Finally, avoid harmful activities. I know this just seems simple, but it's true. The biggest one, I would say, man, turn off the social media. Turn off the echo chamber. Get out of that environment where everything's perfect. It's either everything's perfect or everything's terrible, right? And and sometimes it's perfectly terrible and terribly perfect. 
you need to get out of that because that will draw you down. You will scroll for hours reading how other people's lives are perfect or reading how the world is about to come to an end and everything is terrible. Turn it off. Step away. Even for just a season. Just say, you know, between now and New Year's, I am going to not look at Facebook. Because that's an addiction too. Turn it off. Turn off the news. Man, you know, I turned off the news years ago, and I've never been happier that I did that. I do try to keep up a little bit with with current events. Um, You know, obviously the last couple of years with this whole pandemic thing has has been hard and, and to, to not, you know, try to kind of keep up with what's going on. But man, I, I tell people all the time, man, if something terrible happens in the world, let me know. Because I am not watching CNN. I am not watching Fox News. I am not watching uh, MSNBC. I'm not watching any of them. I'm not listening to the talking heads. I don't care. Because it's poison. And I would really say disengage from politics because politics are divisive and they're destructive and they just seem to make things worse, especially right now. And you don't need anything that's going to make you feel worse or make you feel anxious or make you angry because depression is anger turned inward. When you have that anger and you don't know where to go with it, we turn it inward and it draws us down. So don't fill your mind with things that are going to make you anxious and angry. Why would we do that? I mean, just because they're going to sell you, you know, pharmaceuticals and soap powder, I think you can figure out what you need without the sales pitch, right? At the end of the day, the thing to remember is what we put in our stomachs matters, what we put in our minds, and what we put in our hearts It all impacts the way we feel. We need to be eating right. We need to be getting that fresh air. We need to be connecting with safe people and avoiding people that are draining us. We need to really fight against the temptation to overindulge in whatever that activity is that you overindulge in. We need to talk about it. Share don't suffer in silence. Channel this emotion into something positive and avoid those things that we know are going to hurt us. If you do those things, very simple things, then you really can not just endure the holiday season, but maybe begin to enjoy it. One last little bit of personal advice. Spend some time with some kids. Christmas time is the greatest time of the year when you're nine years old. So find some kids. I'm just enjoying my grandkids this year because they are so excited about Christmas. And it's just so much fun to ride along in the wake of their enthusiasm, even if for me, it tends to be a struggle. Well, I hope this helped you. I hope uh, it's somewhat encouraging. Please, if you need help, if you need uh, to talk, to connect with someone, reach out to me. You can email me at theeclecticmonk at mail.com. You can find me on Instagram at theeclecticmonk. And I will be glad to to get with you, to, to talk with you, to counsel you, 
to listen to you, whatever you need, and to help point you in to some positive ways. Don't suffer in silence. You can overcome depression. And finally, I want to close this podcast with with a song. It's a very old song. I wrote it a very long time ago, sometime in the the mid to late 80s. It's called Winter Questions. Um, It's as relevant today as it was the day I wrote it. It's it's a crying of the soul about, you know, is this everything there is? Why am I so depressed? The holidays are over. We're left with just the cold. And I, I share that song with you because... I just want you to know that I understand. I really have been in this struggle for a lifetime. And I want to be real with with you. So, it's okay. What you feel is okay. But there's ways to feel better that don't include self-medication or taking a handful of pills every day. We can do some positive things. So, again, reach out to me. Enjoy the song. I think it's a pretty good song, but, yeah, it's real. And get help if you need help. Until we meet again, travel well. Enjoy the journey. Try real hard, anyway. And know that, yes... Jesus Christ is born. The King of Kings has stepped from the throne of heaven into the reality of earth. He has died for your sins. He has risen from the dead in victory over the grave. He is alive and well and waits to give you a new life and hope in a hopeless world. He loves you. And so hang on to that until we meet again. God bless you. Disappear. Life's 
seeing sadness and all the rushing madness What is going on I don't know Outside it Got me feeling upside down Seems so pointless living day to day Whatever happened to my dreams well, I'm not complaining, I'm just feeling low Got my family and I love them so Lately I've been lost inside myself It was really kind of strange Can't help thinking something's changed Well, it's like it's always been Monday morning I'll just go to work again Is this all I am? Will I always be the same? I think the snow is turned
times here So I really, really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. And I appreciate you sharing it on social media or just by word of mouth. Appreciate you following it, liking it, rating it if possible on whatever outlet that you're enjoying it on. And appreciate all the encouragement that I've gotten along the way. The nine of you still inspire me. And I really, really thank you all from the very bottom of my heart. So again, till we meet again, God bless. Thanks.